Hey guys, welcome to the Asian Hustle Network podcast. My name is Brian. And my name is Maggie. And we interview Asian entrepreneurs around the world to amplify their voices and empower Asians to pursue their dreams and goals. We believe that each person has a message and a unique story from their entrepreneurial journey that they can share with all of us. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Asian Hustle Network podcast. Today, we have a very special guest with us. Her name is Cece Liu. Cece is the co-founder of Cheeky Glow, an Australian beauty brand specializing in skincare tools that actually work. Launched in the middle of COVID-19 lockdown with co-founder Alan Fu, the product went viral on TikTok and Instagram and sold out three times. The business has grown from zero to six figures in a short four months. Cece has over five years experience in the beauty industry and holds a double degree in marketing and PR and advertising. Her vision for Cheeky Glow is to grow it into a household brand that helps empower women and men to feel confident in their own skin. Cece, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. We're super excited to have you here and the fact that you grew a six-figure business in over four months. You know, we always say that Overnight successes don't usually happen for you. It did. So we do want to understand like what kind of hard work did you put into this project prior to this? What was your upbringing like? Yeah. Um, I mean, it definitely does look like an overnight success because we did blow up on TikTok. Um, and at that stage, like TikTok was still very, very new to me. And I had no idea that something like that could do such a crazy thing for my business. So definitely it was um, like very unexpected. The success was very unexpected. Um, so basically during COVID lockdowns, um, I had this idea to sell these gloves that I'd been using since I was young. So I'm actually from Harbin in China. So in Harbin in China, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. It gets like minus 30 degrees in winter. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, pretty cold. And so a lot of people don't like showering at home because it's so cold. Um, so everyone likes to go to bathhouses. It's like a tradition every Sunday or every weekend, you go to the bathhouse with your family and then you get these Asian grandmas who like scrub you like head to toe using those gloves. <laughs> Um, have you guys used anything like those before? Yes, I actually have. Yeah. Yeah. My, my parents would always like bring home these like type of gloves and he would like turn super red, but it would be yeah. like really smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like kind of painful, but it's like at the end of the day, it's worth it uh, because you're like so soft and smooth. And so, um, I kind of grew up using that. And when my family immigrated to Australia, um, we continued to use that in the shower. Um, but I just never was able to find them in Australia. Like I've never seen anyone use them before. I've never seen a shop sell something like that before. And um, because I suffer from a lot of skin conditions, so I have keratosis pilaris, I have ingrown hairs, I have dry, flaky skin, sensitive skin. Like it's very hard as a woman to have those things because you don't really want to show off your skin um, when you have those conditions. And so um, I realized that with continued use of those products, it really, really helped me with my skin. And so during COVID, I kind of had all the time to scrub my skin. Um, And I mean, I wasn't doing anything at home anyway. So I had time to scrub my skin and I noticed my skin was getting better. And then I was like to Alan, oh, like, do you think people would like want to try this product? I mean, if it's helped me so much, I think it could help other people too. And he was like, yeah, why don't you do it? And I'm like, oh, I don't think so. Like, I don't think people would like this. Like, it's so weird. Like, it's so gross. Um, I don't think so. He's like, no, just do it. Like, what else do you have to lose? And so... 
I was really scared because um, I've had like online stores before, but I've never really like a hundred percent devoted myself into a business before. So I was very, very scared to start something, but um, my business partner, Alan, he's had multiple businesses before. And so he really gave me the confidence to believe myself. And so we put everything together and we kind of launched during the middle of COVID. Um, It went quite slowly in the beginning. Like it's all friends and family who purchased, but I mean, after one video on TikTok, it just blew up and we sold out. And then after that, we sold out three more times. Um, and then, yeah, it's just, it's just taken off from there. So that's kind of the background. I love that. And Alan is your business partner. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. How did you and Alan meet? So we, we've been friends for like 10 years. So we actually met in high school, Mm -hmm. um, we're best friends for 10 years and yeah, just, we've just always like gotten along and. Yeah, he's just like a big entrepreneur. He's been a big influence in my life because he's tried so many things and pushed me to try so many things that I normally wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really, really grateful to him as well. Yeah. I love that. That's amazing. I love that story. And I know that, you know, Alan had a lot of businesses and he helped you kind of go into that mindset of entrepreneurship. Did you also have like this kind of entrepreneurial mindset and background or did you kind of like grow into it as you were, you know, getting closer to Alan and him kind of like showing you the ropes and everything like yeah, that? Yeah, what did your parents say about that too? Yeah. Like you just making the jump. Um, I think my, my mom has always been, so my mom is a single mom um, and she's always been very, very supportive of anything that I ever have done. She's told me, don't be a doctor, don't be a lawyer um, if you're not going to be happy. Mm-hmm. So she's always supported me. And um, I've always wanted to have my own business. Like I cannot work for someone else. I find it so draining. And so I've always been looking for things that would give me that. Um, and I mean, I've tried so many things before and they didn't work out. So it just so happened that she happened to work out at the right time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think I definitely had it in me, but it took some time to let it out and be confident in myself. And yeah. Yeah. I love that. Sure. I love how you, you have that fearless mindset, you know, just mm-hmm. trying and intervening new things. And that actually goes a really long way because a lot of, I feel like a lot of first steps for entrepreneurs is that they're afraid to fail and they're afraid to take chances, but it doesn't look like you have that kind of mindset. And also looks like, you know, you had a lot of support from your parents too. So mm-hmm. that's shout out to your mom for, for raising an excellent daughter. And on top of that, you know, you figure out a product that works well for you, Mm -hmm. you know, so you are your own best test case. And that's amazing. You know, you're solving your own problem and you're wondering like, okay, like this, does this work for everyone else? And obviously Mm -hmm. the product market fits there. So congratulations on that. Yeah, definitely. I relate so deeply with you too. You know, I grew up with skin conditions. I have eczema and, you know, I always felt like I couldn't go out showing my skin and everything like that. But when you actually know the problem and you know the problem too, because you grew up with sensitive skin, you kind of think like, oh, does anyone else have that same problem? Like, I'm not sure because you feel it so deeply. You don't know if anyone else understands. Right. Yeah. But it just goes to show that everyone, even if they don't have skin conditions, they do want their skin to look more radiant, to look more, you know, blissful, to look more glowing. And so it, it just like ties in with the problem so well and that it like relates to so many people. And I love that about your product. Yeah. I want to hear more about like your, your marketing strategy, your mm-hmm. go-to strategy, strategy leading up to the product release. Cause you read it in the daily mail. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. You, know, you started with uh, $1,500, right? And you mm-hmm. made 20,000 yeah. in like two months or three months. Yeah. 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 How did you, how did it, how, like walk us through that? How did you yeah. do that? Yeah. Cause a lot of people think that they need a lot of money to get started in a business, but you only started with $1,500. So mm-hmm. tell us about that. 
So I'm really blessed because um, both Elle and I have backgrounds in marketing. So I worked in marketing and I've also worked in the beauty industry. So we kind of did everything ourselves. We didn't have to hire anyone for website, things like that. Um, everything was made in-house. The most expensive thing was stock. So that's kind of where most of our expenses went. And so that's how we kind of kept everything quite um, low to begin with, because we literally did everything ourselves. Like Alan built the website. I did all the social media marketing, um, product development, like all that sort of stuff. So I think that's how we were able to um, keep the costs so low in the beginning. Um, but I mean, I think when people read that it only costed like that much to start, they think, oh, it's so, it must be very, very easy to do that. And I think, Aside from the money, the work, like the biggest expense for us was our time and our energy into the business. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than saying like, oh, you guys spent $1,500 to start and you made $20,000, like that, it sounds like it's so easy. Um, it definitely wasn't. Like we devoted like 24 hours a day into the business. Um, and it's very, very stressful to start a business because you think, what if it doesn't work? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the anxiety when you get when you've, posted about it and launched it, but you don't hear any sales coming in. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's definitely a lot um, more emotional and like, yeah, I think definitely like don't think that it takes a lot of money to start a business because we've moved away from traditional business in the 21st century. Like no, no one's doing traditional business anymore. Um, it's all online. Everything's very accessible. There's not as much of a um, barrier to get started nowadays. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely not that hard to start a business. Um, but yeah, I think it's more having confidence in what you are selling and being confident in the strategy that you have moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I answered your question. Yeah, you definitely did. I like the answer mm-hmm. a lot. You know, it's really cool to like, because we're US based, it's really awesome to hear like from mm-hmm. an Australian standpoint too, because the mentality yeah. and your the way to answer a question is we're pretty much globalized at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same answer yeah. as anywhere yeah. else. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we know that you started off with like friends and family and it was, you know, a little bit slow in the beginning and talk about just like posting your videos on TikTok. What made you kind of decide, okay, I want to post my videos on TikTok Um, because I feel like a lot of businesses, they kind of get hesitant when it comes to like social media, but I know you came from like a social media background as well. And so kind of talk about that and go into TikTok. And how did you figure out your customer, your 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 target customer too, that you want to target this demographic? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, I've been in the beauty industry for five years now. I've worked at a major beauty um, company. And so I kind of understand how customers work in this industry. And so I felt like target customers is quite easy around 18 to 35, Mm -hmm. um, women predominantly. And I realized that most of those people are on TikTok and Instagram. Um, I hadn't really used TikTok prior to Cheeky Glow. I just thought it was like a dancing app like for little kids. Yeah. Um, but I heard a lot about how it could change businesses. So I thought, why not give it a try? Um, I was actually really, really hesitant to post my face on it because I'm scared of failing. I'm scared of being known as the girl with the business that didn't work. Um, so it took a lot of courage for me to actually put my face on TikTok. It took a lot of courage for me to actually like tell my friends and family on Instagram that I had this business. So I launched the business. I had it for about a week before I was like, okay, I should tell everyone that I have a business because, um, I think a lot of people can relate where they don't want to be associated with failure. Um, so it's kind of scary to tell people, Hey, I have this thing. 
um, that I've done and put all my hard work and effort into. I hope you guys like it. Mm-hmm. So it was like a big mental jump from there. And then after I just started posting on TikTok, I just didn't really care anymore about what people thought about me. Um, and when we actually started getting comments about people saying I've needed this product all my life, that's when I had the confidence to keep going. So the strategy was posting every single day on TikTok, posting every day on Instagram. Um, and then we just happened to get lucky and get viral. Um, yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's amazing. And when you went viral, you know, we read in all the articles that the sales just kept coming and coming and coming and you sold out three times. How did you handle that type of influx, just having so many sales come in and just like mentally, like, what were you thinking at that time? Yeah, what were you feeling? The first first sale that went through, like, what were you feeling? The raw emotions, you know? Like the first few sales, I'm like, oh, like so good. And then it keeps coming. You're like, wait, is it broken? Like, is this real? Are, are you sure? And I remember I was sitting and I was like, are you sure this is our store? Uh, is, like, wait, is this happening? Is this real life? Like are people, what are they doing? Why are they buying this? Like you don't believe that you're in disbelief. Uh-huh. And I remember the first time we went viral, it um, went viral in the US. So it was around like midnight for us. And like midnight's like cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. And I'm like, I cannot sleep. I'm like sitting there on my bed. I'm like, I cannot sleep right now. Like I'm too excited. And I remember I, I couldn't sleep that night. Like I was just so, like I had a high like of endorphins and like I was so happy and excited. Um, yeah, it was just like still nowadays, if I go viral, I can't sleep that night because I'm so excited. Wow. Like, I'm, oh my God, like viral again. Uh-huh. Um yeah, I think it's like a huge thing mentally because you get addicted to that feeling and when it doesn't happen after a long time, you're like, why am I not going viral? Um, <laughs> yeah. So it, it's definitely yeah. something that is really crazy. Yeah. Yeah. To experience. So now that you had some sort of success or the last uh, six to seven months creating your business, like how have you been growing your business and scaling it to make sure that you aren't a victim of your own success? Because, you know, if you go viral again, is like, how do you develop the infrastructure and reinvest back into your business? Yeah. So we actually have reinvested everything back into the business. Um, we haven't really paid ourselves anything yet because we want this business to be a long-term business. We want it to be big. And we know that in order to do that, you have to kind of play the long-term game. Um, so we've actually had to move into an office. So we have an office now um, with like a room full of stock. And I'm like, oh, I love my like pink office. I don't know if you guys have seen it on TikTok. It's like everything is pink. Um, it's like a love young it. girl's dream. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then with that, we've also had to do a lot more production. Um, we've had to learn how to manage stock and inventory. I think it was really hard to juggle that in the beginning because we kept selling out because we couldn't predict the demand. Um, so we really had to go in there and look at the back end, look at the stats and kind of um, just prepare for the future. Uh, we've also had to look into advertising. So like Facebook ads or everything like that, we've had to scale that. Um, but it definitely hasn't been easy because recently with the COVID thing, like shipping times have been delayed, like everything in China, Chinese new year, like everything's gone crazy. So it's been really, really hard um, to scale. But I mean, I think that's just part of the journey. You just got to learn as you go. Yeah. Love that, yeah. Love that mentality yeah. too. Cause mm-hmm. it is, you do learn as you go along the mm-hmm. way and you know, what better motivation is to see sales happen success. You, know, you yeah. wake up every day excited. You're like, Hey, I'm going to do yeah. this. I'm going to do mm-hmm. this. You know, and I think that with early stage entrepreneurs, the biggest issues that, that we typically hear in the podcast is, you know, you're so ingrained with the day to day where you're like in the business, you're in the weeds, you know? So are you doing anything right now to sort of help you work out of the business and work 
on the business instead of in the business? Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it's a huge struggle, I think, for small business owners to kind of jump out of that. Um, when I first started, I was so exhausted because I couldn't juggle everything. Like yeah. we literally did everything. So like marketing, website, customer service, product development, graphics, like social media sales, everything. So it was so exhausting to do that every day and kind of still not really grow the business per se, because you're just maintaining the business. Um, so what we've done is we've tried to outsource a bit more things like for example, customer service, um, or like packaging, things like that. We've tried to outsource so that we could focus on the things that we actually are good at and things that actually help grow the business so that we're less in the business. Um, and so we can work more on the business. And it's, I've been really lucky that I have Alan as my business partner because we kind of play off each other's strengths and we do the things that we're better at. So we don't kind of feel like we're drained from doing things that we don't want to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I agree. Yeah. And throughout this entire journey, like have you picked up any mentors along the way or previously to his business or you're just like in the fire right now? You're like, All right, you know what? I'm just going to figure it out as I go along and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I wish I had a mentor. Like I don't actually know anyone or I haven't really found anyone that I kind of connect with on that level yet where I would be like, I want you to be my mentor or my coach. Yeah. Um, I think honestly, like Alan just pushes me every day um, because he's very well versed and connected in kind of the entrepreneurship um, space. And so he tells me all these stories and inspiring things that people are doing. I'm like, oh, I want to do that too. So <laughs> I, yeah, I'm kind of like in my own, like under a rock. So I don't really know what's going on in the outside world. Like he told me to like share my story on Asian yeah. Hustle Network, you know, like all these things. So um, he kind of pushes me. I would love to have a mentor in the future or like get a coach. Um, but I think at this stage, we're just still trying to figure out everything and get our feet like firmly planted on the ground yeah. before we actually go into that. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of this happened in a very short amount of time. And you're probably still in that surreal moment where you're like, what is going on? You know, this mm-hmm. is so yeah. cool and it still feels like a dream. But, you know, I'm kind of curious too, like how do you stay on top of product development in terms mm-hmm. of like what comes next? What needs to come next? How do you determine your priorities? Um, so we kind of understand that the product will get copied eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, and because people see it, how it's like exploding, we've already had so many copycats. And so we can't just stay stagnant with the one thing we've got to constantly improve the quality of our product and make it different to other people. Um, so that's kind of my biggest priority is making the product so unique and um, individualized to cheeky glow that even if someone else tries to copy, it's not the same. Mm -hmm. Um, that's my biggest priority. So right now we're working on the packaging. We're working on like the look and feel of the product, investing more money into the actual quality of the product as well so that it is differentiated. Um, and also just working on launching more products. So, I mean, I've been using crazy weird Asian like skincare beauty tools. <laughs> so there are so many things that I want to add because I feel like um, as someone who's like passionate about beauty, you always have something that you would love to change about a product that you're already using. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to have the ability to do that with your own brand, I think that's so important and so special. And I really want to really create a really great range of products that all everyone who's been using these products can go, Oh my God, like this is actually a better version that I can change to. And so, um, I think what I do is I look at the trends, I look at what people are buying and I look at the problems that people are facing with their skincare and beauty. And I try to find good products that actually work that meet those demands. Yeah. yeah wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And I love how just diverse the product is. It could be for women and men. And I'm pretty sure, you know, as you grow and scale, you're going to have more products that will be for, you know, different purposes. And we're very excited to hear more about that. Yeah. I'm yeah. kind of curious too, like walk us in like a day in your life. Like 
what goes I, on and how many decision making do you have to make per day? Day in my life. So I wake up and then I check all my social media. Like it's really bad, but um, I just, I think I'm so um, invested in what the customers think about what I post every day that I kind of really want to know that day. Okay. If the TikTok that I posted last night did well, or if there's any feedback that I could improve on. Um, And I love having that connection with my customers. I love that social media has given me the ability to do that. Um, And I, yeah, that's my biggest priority. First thing, check emails, check social media, make sure everything's good. Then I look at my priorities for the day and I'm mainly in charge of the customer facing side. So like marketing, social media. So I make sure everything goes out that day. Um, I make sure that all the content is created and ready. And I think for me, the biggest thing that I do is product development. So then I go talk to suppliers or talk to developers or like um, designers. And um, I just basically work on the actual physical product. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that's basically it because Alan handles all the backend stuff, like the operations, shipping, things like that. So I really get to do what I really love in this business. And I'm really, really grateful for that. Um, So I am really, really excited every day. I love that I actually get to do something that is for myself, Mm -hmm. um, something that is literally my own. Like I've created this baby out of nowhere and I get to work on it and grow it and teach it things and like change it the way that I want it to change. So, um, yeah, that's it. And I end up, I end my night always by posting on social media and replying to comments. Mm -hmm. So, um, my favorite part of my day is interacting with the customers. So when they send me like the results or send me the reviews or how the product has changed their life, that kind of just makes my day. And I love ending it on that note every night. Um, and yeah, that's kind of just my day. I also do a lot of like meetings and things like that, but that's kind of just like boring admin stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's awesome. And so I want to take a, a, a step back and talk about when you were just starting Cheeky Glow. I know a lot of people who are like trying to get into e-commerce and trying to come up with a product and creating their first prototype. How was that process like? And did you come up with like your first prototype yourself or did you reach out to like factories and other like warehouses to help you create that first prototype? Yeah, um, I definitely think before that, the biggest thing that entrepreneurs go to is, oh, I wish I had a product that I could sell. Like what's yeah. a good product to sell? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I want a good product to sell. When you go out looking like that, I don't think it will come to you mm-hmm. because for like three years, I was like, oh, I wish I just had a really good like product that would give me a million dollars in sales. Mm-hmm. And that never came to me. But one day when I realized there was a problem that I could solve, that's when the product came to my mind. So I think that's like a really important part is that a lot of entrepreneurs are impatient. They don't want to wait for the right product. Um, I think is to actually just let, let yourself figure out what people actually need before looking for a product. Um, so once I figured out the need, I kind of just, because I actually lived in China for six months last year before COVID, um, I had some connections there. And so I kind of just reached out to people I knew and see if there's any factories that could provide what I wanted. And I found a really good factory and I found a really good supplier. Um, and we kind of just worked on the product. So I wasn't very happy with the first, like the, the standard product that they had. So we tweaked back and forth and I'm really lucky that I can kind of speak Chinese as well. Mm-hmm. So I was able to communicate with them very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, when we finalized on the perfect product, um, that's when I got a sample, tested it on all my friends, made sure it worked because I don't want to put my face on something that doesn't work. Right. Um, and so after testing it and finding good results, that's when we kind of just ordered our first batch mm-hmm. and then we went from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't it crazy how like when you're an entrepreneur, you draw on all aspects of your life experiences 
to help yeah. you at all. Like mm-hmm. you spent six months yeah. in China, you didn't mm-hmm. think that you're gonna create yeah. this this company in the feet down the down the line. Now you're like, oh yeah, I'm yeah. glad I made that trip. I'm glad I met so and so. You know, because mm-hmm. yeah. you just never know who you meet in life, and just respect everyone. You know, <laughs> and just yeah, yeah. You just never know who's like, gonna help you. I'm a firm believer in um, everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. So I actually plan to live, continue to live in China for another one or two years. Um, but then COVID hit and I had to come back. I was forced to come back. It like stopped my plans. Mm-hmm. And at that time I was so angry because I wanted to live in China. But now that I think back, if I wasn't forced to come back, I would not have this business. Right. Yeah. And so I'm so glad that everything happened the way it happened because it forced me to do the things that I normally wouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet that's so right. Like what you were saying. Yeah. Yeah, the stars align when when, yeah. you, when you want something bad enough. It's like your stars will align. Right. The universe will help you. I, I believe in all that stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like super like oh the universe like is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so can you talk a little bit about um, any challenges that you went through just building Cheeky Glow to what it is today? I know you mentioned in the Asian post that you know obviously you are going to have people who maybe critique you or you know say something about your product, um, and it comes from your grassroots. You know you, what you you know went through in, in the bathhouses. You found a problem um, that really related to you. Can you talk about any like problems that you had in terms of like your audience? Yeah, I also want to yeah. highlight your mental health too, because mm-hmm. yeah. you know you spend a lot of time on social media, a lot of time interacting with customers. Yeah, and sometimes the comments hurt if they're not positive, right? And do you want to yeah. understand that standpoint as well? Yeah, I mean, it, it, when I first started getting hate comments, I took it very personally, mm-hmm. um, and I kind of started doubting my product, and I doubted myself, and I was like, well, what if this product actually isn't that good, or what if you know people actually think I'm a thief for stealing it from their country? Because a lot of countries do it, like I know Morocco, Turkey, like um, Korea, Japan, a lot of com- uh, countries do this sort of thing, South Africa, um, and so I would get comments from people who just accuse me of being a thief and like slander me and DM me in my personal DMs. Um, and I took it really hard. Like I, I didn't even know what to do. I couldn't even do anything with myself because at that time I was, when everyone's giving you negativity, it's really hard to like bounce that off you. Um, so it was really, really hard, but I'm really glad that I had a good support network. Like my best friend, she's an NLP coach and a hypnotist. So she kind of just coached me through it and, and having Alan there um, and having all my friends who were telling me, you know what, no, this product's actually good. And no, I've been using it since I was young too. Like I'm Korean, you know, I'm so glad that I can find an alternative now to the, the traditional ones I've been using or like other Chinese people saying, yeah, yeah, we grew up in this in China. Like why people think that it's just, you know, unique to one country and so that kind of really helped me was also the positive feedback I was getting at the same time um but it definitely is really hard when um because in social media if someone posts something negative people like to snowball off that so more and more people like to join in on the action and kind of like just bully the person um continuing on and so it's hard to see those comments but at the end of the day I think now I just delete and block them um because I don't have space for that like this is my brand this is my my baby like if you're going to say things like that then I don't want you here and I'm perfectly fine deleting you and blocking you because I don't have time for that like my mental health cannot handle it so I I would rather not see it than see it Um, and it definitely does give you a lot of anxiety. Like when you post these things, if you don't have a big, like a thick skin, Mm -hmm. um, it can definitely, definitely affect you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, it just goes to show how, how strong you are. You know, I I think it takes a lot for someone to 
actually see past those comments, you know, like it's so easy to take them in and just kind of like let them hurt you. But, you know, I, I definitely see that you've grown a lot, you know, and just like realizing that it used to hurt you, but now you've just like grown out of that mentality and really um, inspired by that. At the end of the day, you have to take those comments with a grain of salt yeah. because success will always bring hate. I don't know yes. why mm-hmm. that yeah. always happens. And you don't know them. You honestly don't know them. You probably mm-hmm. never meet them, you know, and you shouldn't let that get to you. And that, that unfortunately does take down a lot of entrepreneurs out there mm-hmm. that, you know, I know personally a couple of my friends too, that when they got hate comments on the product, they shut down the business, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, yeah. it's so heartbreaking to see. And for those listening to this podcast, like don't let those comments get to you. You know, mm-hmm. they don't define you. You define you, you know? Don't let them yeah. Uh, I think something that really, really helped me was seeing and hearing from the people that I actually was helping with the product. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the end of the day, these people who hate on you, they haven't tried the product. They don't know what your business is about. So even if they decide to leave those comments, like at the end of the day, you're helping, even if you can help one person with your product, it's worth it. And yeah. so that kind of is my mentality is, okay, I'm getting hate comments, but I've helped these many people feel more confident in themselves. It's worth it. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. absolutely. So what do you have planned for Cheeky Glow for, let's say, like the next year? Or the next five years? Next what is your vision for this? <laughs> um, next year is to definitely grow um, into a space where everyone knows what Cheeky Glow is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think right now we're still kind of small, we're kind of very niche. So I really want more people to get to know the brand. Um, I would love for Cheeky Glow to have more presence on social media and in the influencer space. So we're kind of working on that as well. Um, And really just honing in on our key products. And I think right now we're still testing what's good, what will work, what won't. So I think by the end of the year to have a very great portfolio of products that actually work and do really well in the market, that's a big priority for me. Um, And I don't really care about how much money I make this year. I really don't. Like all the profit that we get, we reinvest back in the business. So it doesn't really matter how much we make. I just want people to know the brand exists. And I want them to know that that is a solution there for them that they can try for their concerns. I love that. Yeah. I love that a lot. And that's how we felt about Asian Hustle Network too. It's yeah. like whatever we made, we put back into the business because <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day, we want to be able to help more people and mm-hmm. bring people together because we understand that the entrepreneurial journey, it's very lonely, scary, <laughs> and it, it really tests who you are and how much you want it, you know? So we wanted to create the safe space and we totally understand where you're coming from. We're here for you. Yeah, absolutely. See, you guys are so amazing. Like, I'm so, so glad that this, like, community exists because, like, 10 years ago, if someone wanted to do these sort of things or seek help, they would not have a platform to do that. And like, it's really thanks to you guys, like for bringing people from all over the world together. And I think the biggest thing is also bringing people who are huge names as well um, and making it more um, like making them reachable. Like I can actually listen to things that this person I've looked up to for 10 years is saying. And like, I'm so, I'm sure a lot of people are so grateful for you guys for doing that as well. Awesome. That's also the reason why we wanted you in the podcast because we see you as a major player yeah. in the next couple of years. Yeah. Well, if, we don't, so much so. if we don't get you in the podcast now, we'll never get you in the podcast ever. <laughs> You'll be too busy for us. Oh, <laughs> <my>. <laughs> yeah. So Cece, if there was one thing that you could have done differently, and it, it could be, you know, nothing too. If, if there was that one anything. thing, yeah, it could be anything. Would there be anything that you would have done differently from the time that you started? Or even before that? I would have started earlier. Mm, yeah. yeah. I've had this idea for like three years 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always been too scared to try. Oh, not sure. Doubting. I mean, people tell me like all businesses fail in the first five years, you know, like a oh, business is hard. Who are you to think that you have no experience in business to be able to do it? You no, know, all your friends will make fun of you. Um, and I used to really care about what people thought about me. So I would never like put myself out there. And so, yeah, I really wish I started earlier. Like I wish I started the moment I had the idea because if I did, then like it would be so different. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think all entrepreneurs say that, like, I wish that like, just start as soon as you get the idea. Yeah. 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 Uh, going back to what you said earlier, every, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And yeah. if you started earlier, <laughs> you haven't had more time to grow and handle this type of pressure and stress, yes, you know? Definitely. True, true. Okay. You got me there. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Amazing. So we have one last question for you, Cece, and that is what one advice could you give to an aspiring entrepreneur? Yes, especially during the pandemic. Yes. The biggest thing I would say is to just take a chance on yourself. Mm-hmm. Because this pandemic has made us realize that nothing around us is stable. Nothing around us is secure. Just because you've been working on it for your whole life doesn't mean it's going to be there forever. And the only constant, the only thing you can control is yourself. So if you don't even take a chance on yourself, then why would anyone else take a chance on you? Mm. Definitely. So really just like, if you really want to do something, if you feel passionate about it, just do it. Because even if it doesn't work out, at least you can say that you've tried, you don't regret it when you're 80 years old. And you're like, I wish I did that when I was 21. Like being able to say, you know what, I gave it a try. I learned from it and I'll move on to the next thing. But the biggest thing is just, just doing it and taking a chance on yourself. I think. Yeah. Action oriented. I love it. That's great advice. Yeah. And you know, you gain more confidence and you lose more uh, like imposter syndrome, the more you do things and you just learn. It's a fun journey. You know, it mm-hmm. really is. But keep in mind that fun journey is always backed up by hard work, persistence. Yeah. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not always fun, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not. It's it not. But it's like everything happens to you for a reason. Everything's teaching you something. Yeah. Um, nothing ever happens to you. Everything's happening for you. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, just learning from every experience and letting that build you into the person that you are. Yeah, love Love that that advice. Thank you so much, Cece. And where can our listeners find out more about you and Cheeky Glow online? Cheeky Glow is always active on TikTok. So you can find us at Cheeky Glow. Um, Our website is cheekyglow.com. We have an Instagram as well at Cheeky Glow. And uh, my personal is CC please, but please don't DM me if (laughs) you should just, yeah, yeah. That's just (laughs) professional. Um, Yeah, my personal (laughs) is CC please. Um, And yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I just wanted to, you know, say to the listeners to check out Cheeky Glow. You can't see right now because we're on camera, but like Cece's skin is glowing. And I that was no, it's a good thing. You're like your skin is so beautiful. And I just wanted to point that out. By the way, that's the first thing Maggie always noticed. Thank you. I mean, your skin is doing great too. I can't even tell you how no so just, that just goes to show, show that cheeky glow really works um so to all the listeners check out cheeky glow it was awesome hearing your story today cc thank you so much for sharing with thank us thank you cc we appreciate thank you, you so much for having me i'm so excited hey guys we hope you enjoyed this episode please subscribe to the show we would like to get to the top 10 on itunes so be sure to leave us a five-star review we release an episode every single wednesday so stay tuned thank you guys so much 